It was October of 1971 when I was a junior in high school. My dad was invited by his work buddy, Bill Knorr, on a fishing expedition in Mexico. They both just retired from family life insurance company. Very few people knew that dad had been asked to leave the company. Everyone there liked and admired him, but his numbers were way down because he was so caught up in mom's drinking. Mom was very good at denial. She made it sound like they'd planned Dad's early retirement so they could spend more time traveling, and she encouraged Dad to do the trip with Bill. I encouraged him because I wanted him to do something for himself. I'd always seen Dad as a kind of hero in the way he dealt with Mom, but I was questioning that. If she passed out, he carried her to bed. If she broke something, he cleaned it up. He believed if he loved her enough, she'd find the strength to change. The expedition consisted of 10 boats that would start in San Felipe in the northern part of the Sea of Cortez and hop from anchorage to anchorage down the inside of the Baja Peninsula, then back again. Bill's boat was only 16 feet long. All the other boats were much bigger. Mom and I drove down with Dad to San Felipe, spent a couple of nights, saw the flotilla off, and headed back to L.A. with two full weeks ahead of us completely out of contact with Dad. She could be wonderful. I was really hoping she would be in good form. But she was drunk almost every day. On the ninth day, she was waiting for me in the kitchen when I got home from school. She was completely sober. She looked at me and said, Your father and Bill have been missing for a week. She said, We'll get through this. I felt the earth drop out from under me. He was the strong one in the family, and he was really my one clear source of unconditional love. So the sense of what the loss would be if he was gone, it would be enormous. It would be enormous. We learned some of the basics that afternoon from the Coast Guard. Dad and Bill had problems with the outboard the first couple of days and were slowing down the other boats. So they dropped out at a little settlement called Puerto Citos. The plan was to camp there, then rejoin the flotilla on its way back north. There was another American in the campground. As Dad was zipping up the tent before he and Bill took the boat out for a day of fishing, he told the guy jokingly, if we're not back by sunset, send out the troops. They weren't back by sunset. Sometime after midnight, a Chubasco hit one of the sudden violent storms the Sea of Cortez is notorious for. It took nearly a week for the young American to put it all together. The empty tent, the missing boat, the crashing waves. But he rode the bus to the closest phone and set things in motion. By the time the news reached me and Mom, Dad and Bill had been missing longer than anyone had ever survived in an open boat in those waters in those conditions. All I could think was, how are we going to survive without him? The Coast Guard started searching early the next morning, along with a number of search and rescue volunteers. Dad and Bill's boss dropped everything and flew down in his own twin-engine aero commander. He was great. He updated us several times a day. The story got onto the AP wires, and Mom fielded panicked phone calls from friends. She dealt with reporters. 
Mom was convinced that he was alive. Mom rarely bothered to access her own strength. But those three days, her strength was astonishing, and her belief in Dad's survival was unwavering. Late on the third day of the search, the Coast Guard announced that survival beyond 10 days was not likely, and they would not be resuming the operation the following morning. Mom would not accept that Dad was gone, and it scared me. Or I was scared of what was going to happen when her denial broke down. The thing is, it was a completely different kind of denial than I was used to from Mom. It wasn't a negative force. It was positive. She just knew he was alive. On the final pass of that final day, just before dusk, the Coast Guard spotted the little boat in the masses of whitecaps. Twenty minutes later, the rescue helicopter arrived. We have a photo of Dad and Bill with the clean-cut Coast Guard crews on the Mexican mainland. Dad and Bill have wild hair and 10-day beards, but they were in surprisingly good health and insisted on going to a hotel with hot showers, not to a hospital. Mom and I talked to Dad that night from his hotel in Hermosillo. He sounded so good, so clear, even after that life-and-death ordeal. He told us how the engine failed spectacularly on their way in from fishing, how the anchor caught as the last of the line went out, then pulled up in the steep waves of the Chabasco, which eventually blew them 50 miles offshore. They brought food and water for lunch. Everything else was in the campground. By the sixth day, their water ration was down to a swallow apiece, and their tongues were swelling in their mouths. Bill had lost his wife the year before. He pretty much gave up and was ready to die. Dad looked around that 16-foot boat and figured out what he could use to distill salt water into fresh. He used empty oil cans and a hose from the bait tank. He mixed gas and oil as fuel, then sparked wires from the battery to light it. He and Bill produced more than enough water to bring themselves back from the brink. Dad joked that the only food he really craved was raw fish. They were on a fishing boat, and they couldn't catch a fish. He said, we even saw them, and they as good as thumbed their noses at us. The Coast Guard flew Dad to San Diego, and his boss insisted on flying me and Mom down in the Aero Commander to bring him home. Mom hadn't touched a drop of alcohol in four days, but she started drinking in the morning and was incoherently drunk by the time we landed in San Diego. I'll never forget the moment Dad came out of the debriefing room. He was wearing clean jeans and a Coast Guard T-shirt. He looked handsome and strong, this man who'd outsmarted death. He came through the door and saw us, his former boss, whom he hugely respected, and his daughter and his wife, so drunk she could barely stand. I watched as the open hope on his face closed down in defeat. I actually tried to talk him into leaving her more than once. But I've come to recognize that he fought to stay alive in the Sea of Cortez because he refused to leave any of us. 
for better or for worse, and this is literally for better or for worse, I do think that they had a connection that few people have. I find myself believing she really did know. All these years later, I've come to see their story as a love story. My parents died within five months of each other, 22 years after dad was lost at sea. Mom kept drinking and dad kept loving her. Thanks, Lydia. Lydia is currently working on a book of memoirs. That piece was produced by Snap Judgment Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.